Welcome to Sisterly Insights, an opportunity to explore ideas and philosophies that can help you live a fuller, empowered life through meditation and so much more. I'm your host, Debbie Mueller. As the founder of Patterns for Living, I'm dedicated to guiding people in how to make healthy choices to bring their lives into balance. The conversations shared here are offered to give you an opportunity to look more deeply into your personal experience and delve into concepts that can help you find ways to make life more enjoyable and joyful. If you want to participate in a meditation experience, join me at Sisterly Insights, the practice, when you are in a quiet place and time. The guided meditations will help you assimilate the information presented in our conversations. I'm here with the Ohm sisters, Amelia, Jeannie, Paulette, and Shirley. We welcome you to this episode's conversation. Hi. Hello. <laughs> In our earlier conversations, we've been discussing how to meditate and why. Meditation is so essential to allow us to really assimilate and gain greater insight. Having that tool in your bag is key. Now we want to start diving into some of the baseline concepts and ideas that have been so beneficial to our growth and share some tips and highlights about those concepts. At the core of the philosophies that I've introduced is the concept of choice, choosing what you really want in life, what will serve your highest good. With guidance from my many teachers, I have found that there are four fundamental choices that everyone has to make. These are choices that are so basic that they have to be made every day of our lives, sometimes multiple times in a day. The first choice is, I choose to be true to myself. Shirley, what has that come to mean to you and how or when do you see yourself making that choice? That's, it's a very difficult one. Um, I think it's understanding what is going to make you happy with your life choices and standing by those particular, particular principles in your life. Um, I think a good example of that for me, and one that's a little more serious than what I was going to give, um, is a few months ago I had, we had a death in our family, and how we handled um, going through that process um, was different, of course, for all of us um, involved with that. But I w how I handled it and how I wanted to handle that was completely different than most of the people involved in my family. Um, and it's always very difficult when you're kind of the person who's handling things differently um, than mm -hmm. the majority of people. Um, but if you can stand by what you feel is important when everyone else is um, going in a different direction, mm -hmm. that's being true to yourself. The second choice is I choose to be free, both inner and outer freedom. Amelia, talk about how this choice has influenced you. Well, I think it's probably, I'm probably not that unique, but I think we all have these inner desires or goals. And if you have a certain feeling on the inside of how you think your life should be, it's okay if you're not there yet, but 
they're not working on what you have those mm -hmm. expectations to be. Mm -hmm. When you know you're not, and there's like this rift, that's not freedom. That's that that turns into self criticism. That turns into self judgment. That turns into just this maelstrom of internal conflict, mm -hmm. and that's not freedom. So. It, it doesn't mean that you might have outside responsibilities or things that you have to do that are that are maybe not what you thought you'd be doing, but to not work on your inside stuff and, and to sort of supplant those desires, um, I think that that puts a, a darkness on, on your life. It's a, mm -hmm. a dark shadow. It tinges things. It, it makes you feel like you're not connected with the life you want to live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I think it's, uh, now I'm fortunate that I, I chose to be kind of independent for a long time with, with, with my career. Mm -hmm. And that sort of guided me and um, I kind of joke that I, I grew up a few miles from Walden Pond with Thoreau and, the, you know, taking the path of less traveled. And, and I think that's sort of, Definitely affected me growing up, mm -hmm. and um, but you, but I think as I grew older and you know you have responsibilities and you do things but, and you see it with your friends that they they sacrifice everything for the job or for the team and then their life goes by and and all those plans of doing wonderful things never happened because they didn't want to disappoint the boss or they didn't want to disappoint others and it's like I I just. Maybe I'm a closet optimist, but I still think there's room for everything. Mm -hmm. I, I don't always project myself as an optimist. I think mm -hmm. that this process has made me more optimistic mm -hmm. because I think there's still room for everything that you want to do, mm -hmm. but you have to be mindful about it. And if you're not, then there's never going to be room for it. And then you really are trapped. You're trapped in and something that's, not, that's not yours. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, that's, that's truly it for me. Good. So the third fundamental choice is, I choose to be healthy. Paulette, how does this choice play out in your life, and what struggles come up when you have to make this choice? It's interesting listening to Shirley and Amelia. I think choosing to be healthy is sort of a layer on that. Because I find, for me, if I'm not true to myself, and if I'm not choosing my inner and outer freedom, that affects my health. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, if I say I choose, then when I recognize that, now I'm starting to recognize that more. That I am making, I am allowing outer circumstances, and I have to look at it and say, what what choice am I going to make here? You know, so uh, and I get, and it's part of I think what you would call mindfulness. You know, be in that moment, start a, a breathing exercise, calm down, and what choice do I? It's a choice I make now on how am I going to handle this situation mm -hmm. and how is it going to affect my health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and the choices, and it goes back on being true to myself. 
I have to make a choice that's going to be true to me. Mm-hmm. And I have to make a choice about, you know, um, inner and outer freedom. I mean, so it's all, to me, layers on top of each other. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I would go back, Shirley, just a bit, because mm-hmm. I, I'm being true to yourself. There's this piece that Paulette just brought up, and it's kind of about being honest. Yes, that definitely. Tr- being true to yourself is about being honest, not with just with yourself, but with other people. Mm-hmm. Because when you're not honest, you really are kind of going off in this place where you're giving up on your own goals, your own freedom, the things that really make you strong and healthy. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's allowing other people to influence who you are to the point that it's detrimental to your own health. Mm-hmm. Into mm-hmm. your own being, allowing others to make choices for you, which actually sometimes it's easier just to allow someone else to take control, but it's not healthy. No, because you're, you're stuffing it down, and it's almost like a, you know, at, at some point you have to. It's like wearing um, wearing a mask, and eventually you'll suffocate. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're compromising your beliefs, mm-hmm. your, your your beliefs exactly, and not living according to your to beliefs, and eventually that that you see that in the mirror, you face yeah. that, and you feel it, and you feel it, and then you help, right? And it comes out in so many different ways, you know, whether whether it be a migraine or some sort of a rash or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. comes out, not in, sleeping well, not sleeping yeah, well, exactly, comes out, yeah. and so that kind of brings us to the fourth choice, mm-hmm. which is. Perhaps the overlying choice, and that is, I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. So, Jeannie, how do you see this choice showing up in your life? For me, uh, this means to be, it's the strongest main element causing influence, change in my life through my responses and behaviors. That's how I see this. Okay. So, for me, currently... Uh, going through uh, remodeling issues, I'm I've caught myself not being my predominant creative force. Mm-hmm. I found myself getting sucked into an environment where I was kowtowing to everybody around me mm-hmm. and feeling no control, like it, I had no charge of my life, mm-hmm. and uh, it has given me the opportunity to step back and realize I have a choice in this and mm-hmm. I am the strongest main influence in my life and if I want it to be how I want it to be, mm-hmm. I have to make that choice to be that person mm-hmm. and to utilize that. Mm-hmm. And it has allowed me to become stronger by making that choice. I've now opened up, paved that pathway for me to have the courage and strength to do that. Thus, being true to myself, Mm-hmm. And uh, taking care of my health and having the inner and outer freedoms. It's just how they interweave together mm-hmm. like your fingers. And, you know, you're mm-hmm. just so supportive. Each one supports it. Well, and Shirley just said that when we don't make the choice, when we, it's sometimes easier to let other people make the choice. What happens? I mean, what happens when we give up, when we really let other people make choices for us? What do we lose? I think that's it's it's very easy to do that to just let other people make choices. And sometimes it happens because of circumstances. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, 
you know, you're dealing with family emergencies, you wouldn't necessarily want to put your life on hold for months at a time or even years at a time, but sometimes you have to make sacrifices. So mm -hmm. we're not saying don't make those kind of sacrifices if it needs to be happening because we've been there, but it's don't forget you still have a life beyond these things and don't give up on them and just camp because right. that in itself, I believe, and I think there's been plenty of scientific research to document it, that it's truly toxic to your body and it yep. has a cascading effect on a molecular level, mm -hmm. not just on, you know, tears of frustration, but that all boils down deep inside your body. Absolutely. And uh, affects you in such a powerful way that you really can't hide from what you want. Mm -hmm. And you also can't blame others for not getting what you want. You have to yeah. take accountability Absolutely. for it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the flip side of it. Yep. Yep. You know, a lot of people blame or whine because so-and-so made me do this or do that, but it's like, well, what did you do to get to the alternative. And, and that's another hard thing to do, I think, accepting. And, and didn't we do something about that? It's the hardest thing to do to say, I made that choice and it's the wrong choice. or And then having to take responsibility, responsibility and, and figure out yeah, where to go next. Where, where to go next. So, I, And that, that just comes right back to it. It's, it's that the, we say we're the predominant creative force, not the only creative force. That would be unrealistic sure. to really think that nobody else can influence us in any way. So it becomes really important to be aware. And I guess that's, that's why this next set of questions that I'd like us to address is, is really important to look at. Shirley, how has knowing that these choices are yours to make changed the way that you look at life? Well, first of all... I have gotten to our, to the point that I take great joy in knowing that I have the complete control actually to um, make those choices mm -hmm. and I don't have to depend on anyone else. Um, I don't have to look to anyone else to make those choices for me. I, but along with that comes a great deal of responsibility. and. I find it joyful to accept that responsibility. Mm -hmm. So it, it just leads to a more joyful life for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think for some people, they aren't at that point yet where they're ready to do that. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if mm -hmm. you're not there, you're not there, and that's fine, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think it, once you reach that point where you're ready to accept that responsibility for yourself, you're going to have a much more joyful life. Well, and... and Going back to something Amelia said about sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Sometimes we have to do things. And that can include sometimes having to let somebody else make a choice. Mm -hmm. But when we take into account that predominant creative force in my own life, that means, as Jeannie pointed out, that I then can step back and say, okay, what I need to do right now. So the choice becomes, let someone else lead. Let Absolutely. someone else do. And that is the choice, to allow someone else to do that. Yeah. yeah. that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I just mm -hmm. had a memory, and I, I, I think everybody would be interested to learn that when, when Debbie was really driving this lesson into us, we were experiencing 
one of the worst economies, I think it was in 2009. Mm -hmm. yep. And we yeah. were all hurting going around the table. Mm -hmm. And we were all looking for optimism when there wasn't any in the news. That's right. Yeah. You know? And bit by bit, we just started acting as if. Yep. And living, and living this lesson. And we were all fine. And, if, you know, you're listening to this, you're all fine. But it was just so powerful because it came in such a dark time to mm -hmm. start adopting this way of thinking. Yeah. When other people were just giving up altogether. And we had to pull ourselves out of some tough stuff. Absolutely. So, Amelia, I'm going to ask you, why are these choices so fundamental to every part of your life? I... I think, um, you know, there's a spirit in me, I, I don't know if I told you this, is I, I was able to watch some old home movies of myself, mm. and I, I looked at myself from the time I was just a tot on up, and in every home movie, it looked like, gotta go, gotta play, I, I gotta go, you know, I had to be off running and doing something fun. Mm -hmm. And the other siblings had their own persona that, that was so evident that even to this day, they that's what they're like. Look at home movies of your kids. You could pretty much project what they're going to be like. But I think to this day, there's a part of me that if I don't get to play, I'm not a happy girl. Yeah. That's what I realized. It's like I've, I've had the opportunity to try so many different sports and, you know, doing triathlon. I haven't raced in a while, but I still train like one. And so if I can get the workout done in the morning, I feel less conflicted throughout the day. Whereas if I'm trying to fit it in throughout the day, and then I feel conflicted because i got to be available for a conference call or a meeting or a deadline, and then, gosh, if I didn't get that swim in or that run in, I'm, I'm ticked off mm -hmm. internally because mm -hmm. I didn't get to it because I'm conflicted. Mm -hmm. But if you can find a way to get your stuff in first, and you get your meditation in first, then the rest of your day is just... You can mm -hmm. flow through it better without those, I wish or I should have or I could have. Yeah. You know, all those judge, judgy things that we, I still have, we all have days where we're like, I wish I get this done, I wish I get that done. But I saw something interesting, which is and truly incongruent, congruent with what we're talking about, which is instead say, I chose not to do that today. Yes. Right. Sometimes mm -hmm. choosing not to. Because there's so many things I'm trying to do in my head that are, if you look at the time management, it's not really realistic, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I'm curating my life practically with, you know, downsizing my parents' home. Right. How is that all going to get done in a few months on top of work? It's not, mm -hmm. you know. So cut yourself some slack and keep plugging away until it is done. Yeah. So sometimes you have to choose not to do something. Yeah, choose not to be harsh on yourself for not doing it, but... but that's the way you create balance, I think, in your life, too, is... And you're make, creating. Mm -hmm. Right. You're creating what you want. Yeah. Yes. And that's right. the key to all of this, is creating what we want. Because I think otherwise, the one thing ends up dominating everything. Mm -hmm. And then there's all these other things that you never got to. And I'm not talking about just to-do lists, but there might be hobbies. There might be connecting with people that are important to you. Yeah. There might yeah. be... You know, there's a social aspect of things. There's the the connecting with a loved one on a deeper level there's there's so many important things to do and then volunteering like I don't volunteer a lot but I volunteer every month 
And I always feel so good afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it's something that's true to me. I'm a state park volunteer, so I get a chance to help people. I get to be out in nature. And I've been doing it for like 10 years. And that feels wonderful. And once in a while, I can't show up. But it's very, it's pretty rare, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so I'm glad that I've made time for those things. Because at the end of the day, I've had a richer life. Mm -hmm. More experiences in it and more connections. And found ways to be truer to yourself and feel more freedom because you are doing the things that you really want to do. And, it, and that sometimes comes across as being a little egotistical. And there's that, that real difference between having a strong, healthy ego that you are using to really support your life versus being self-centered. And that's, it's a completely different thing. And when we make choice and we take responsibility for these choices, our ego becomes healthy, strong, and it also then plays well with others. You know, in the sandbox of life, people who have strong, healthy egos get along so much better and experience life so much more fully than those who are struggling and trying to give it everybody else their due and forgetting who they are and getting to their point. So Jeannie, what happens when you don't make one of those choices? What has been your experience? Um, I think what happens for me is a lot of times I'll get sucked into that vortex of the emotional knee-jerk response. Mm -hmm. I'll go back to maybe old patterns mm -hmm. instead of um, choosing the healthier ones and I find that I will, if I don't use the choices, I tend to react instead of respond. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I don't, um, I don't, if I don't have those tools, then I go down a path that isn't as healthy for me versus the path that I want to be living, I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I find happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it is so critical to actually recognize that you can make the choices and that sometimes the choice comes down to, how do I respond to this? Exactly. I can't change it, nope. but I can respond to it differently. I can get myself into that space where I can actually make it something that works for me. It may not be optimum. Mm -hmm. Who says we're always going to have the optimum in our life, right? Right. But sometimes we just need to be able to make the best of. And that will then play in giving us more information. And the more information we have, the more awareness we have, the more able we are to make really good choices in the future. And as, you, as I've learned to do it, I have been able to see... When I'm getting into an old pattern, because I see from the growth that we've had as a group through this exercise and learning all of these fundamentals, how I've changed and how much better I enjoy life, function better mm -hmm. in, the, in the midst of problems, and just life in general. And now being able to look at how different my life is when I make a choice mm -hmm. and the control I have. And how things may not turn out exactly as I want, but they turn out 
a lot better than the emotional way I used to react <laughs> to things. Mm -hmm. And once you start practicing it and you see how it works and how it changes your life and how much better you feel. Yeah. Then all of a sudden when you maybe back slip back a little bit and realize you're getting into some old patterns, it starts to go, wow, this doesn't feel so good. I have a choice in things. I don't want to sit in this dark place and stew in this pot. Yeah. I can pick myself up and I can go a whole other direction. Yeah. So a sense of control yeah. and uh, of your destiny. Yeah, absolutely. And Paula, what, what do you think is the challenge of making these choices every day? I think Jeannie just said it too, it's slipping back into old patterns. Mm -hmm. and, and I find myself slipping back into old patterns, but getting myself out of them sooner because you recognize them. Yeah. Because before, you didn't recognize them. It was a constant battle. But now I recognize the slippery slope, mm -hmm. and I could do my, my breathing or you know, just really think about what we've learned. Mm -hmm. And then go back to make the choices that are healthy choices for me. Mm -hmm. um, so it goes back to the health again. So I think that's it. It's just every day. And it's not hard work. It's not like I, I really have to think about this. I mean, once we've practiced it and we understand it, it's. do you find it it's easier for yes. you to come back up? It's easier. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I think one of the hardest yeah. things for me is that other people recognize them. Yeah, you know, and they know which buttons to push to pull me back into those bad habits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's right. And then it comes back right. again to that I am the predominant creative force right. in my own life. Right. But I, I also notice what buttons they're pushing. Yes, I notice yeah. there are certain type of personalities that I have a very hard time dealing with. You know, so I have to adjust and make choices mm -hmm. for me on how do I deal with that personality mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that my health doesn't get affected. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, one of the most powerful things about this is knowing that these four choices are there to make allows you yeah. to say, I can make a choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you didn't know that. Well, the patterns know, were easy. Yeah. It's it's very challenging even today. I mean, I don't yes. want to give people the impression that we're everything's yeah. just so. I mean, this, right? <laughs> I have to laugh. I, I guess like this morning, I I was nervous because I had four different clients that I had to work for today, and mm -hmm. that's shifting gears drastically between clients because they're such different products and services, and mm -hmm. just feeling the, under the gun to get ready to go out of town and. And so I was really stewing a little bit. I was, and I thought, I, I'm going to go and do my swim. Now, the old me would have said, I can't swim this morning. But I know that I'm always better, and I always write better after the swim. Mm -hmm. I'm less anxious, and so I did my swim. And then had a quick breakfast, and I, I meditated. And even in my meditation... I can't, sometimes you can't help. Your little to-do list goes through your head. You're yep. trying not to think about it. But you're thinking, oh, what could I do for that? Or maybe this is a solution for that. And I'm like, wait, stop. You're supposed to be meditating. <laughs> but I was really having a hard time with that this morning. And then I heard, these are gifts. And it reframed it for the day. Mm -hmm. 
And I thought, being wigged out about all the deadlines isn't going to help me get the deadlines done. <laughs> right. I just, but the, I think what I was dealing with is I didn't know when things were going to hit for revisions. I didn't know how, when I was going to have to turn around in between calls. And it was just, you know, there's days where it's just a lot of juggling like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I thought, but when I'm in that worrying state, that is the ego talking. That is not the zone to be in for creating. Right. So now I just try and remind myself, if you are worrying about it, then you're not in the space of action and doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in that place of action and doing, then you're probably going to be really uncomfortable in judging yourself. <laughs> so if you want relief from that, then go into some doing. Yeah. As fast as you can. Because that oh. is like the antidote for it. Really, really good point. So yeah. the antidote for stress is just get in the zone of whatever you're supposed to be doing. So finally, for this session, what would you say is the most important single message that you can share with the listeners about the four fundamental choices? You'll be a lot more content with yourself. You'll be a lot more comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Paulette? Well, that's a heavy question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just think that the choices, like Amelia said, it's it's not it's not it's not real easy. I mean, you know, I think if you can, if you can every day be true to yourself, mm -hmm. and you choose inner out of freedom, and you're the predominant choice in your life, then you can choose to be healthy, and. And it's not something that every day you say, okay, I'm going to be true to myself today and I'm going to be have uh, inner freedom today. It's, it's, a, a, it's a process. Yes. It's a process and it's a process and a path worth working on and worth taking. Good. Doesn't necessarily. And it doesn't mean that it's easy, no. but it's a path it's worth work. taking. It's a path worth taking. Yeah, because of the outcome. Yes. So, Jeannie, what message would you leave? The process of getting what you want in your life in all these different areas is a choice away. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Very good. Just a choice away? Absolutely. Thanks. Shirley, how about you? Well, I don't know if I can top that one. I don't know. I'm going to try. Um, that you can control the direction of your life. Yes. Um, but it is a process. It's a learning process, and it takes time. So allow your, be kind to yourself. Yeah, because nobody said it's going to be easy. Right. But being kind to yourself... Is part of being true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And we can all tell you, it works. Yeah, yes. it does. It, it makes a completely mm -hmm. different experience. Yeah, so try it. See, I feel That's... better. I came in not feeling good, and look, I feel better already. Already. <laughs> That's great. So to take these ideas even further, please listen to Sisterly Insights, The Practice, to participate in a guided meditation. Thank you for joining us for our conversation and exploration of the fundamental choices. We hope you'll follow us for future conversations. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a comment and tell us why, 
or send us an email at sisterlyinsights at patternsforliving.com.